NPR. Waylon, I have almost given up on finding an economics-themed Halloween costume. What? You couldn't make the inverted yield curve outfit work? I can't stay upside down that long. (laughs) Plus, I couldn't think of anything in economics or finance that is truly scary enough. I mean, I want people to be terrified, to, to jump back in horror when I open the door to give out candy. Oh, you want to be that house. Okay. Well, I guess inflation is pretty scary, but it kind of peaked as a costume last year. It feels a little stale for this year. You could dress up as the threat of recession, maybe, but then you'd have to explain what negative GDP is to kids. I don't know. True. You know, it doesn't have to actually be scary. What if I find some economic words that sound frightening, even if they actually aren't? Like, let me put on my scary voice here. The invisible hand. Ooh, I got a chill, Robert. And the invisible hand is a metaphor used by Adam Smith about how markets work. But now that you mention it, imagine being gripped in a dark room by an invisible hand. You would freak out. Exactly. This is The Indicator from Planet Money. I'm Robert Smith. And I'm Waylon Wong. Today on the show, we search for all of this scary financial jargon we can find. If you know where to look, you can find witches and zombies. There are dark pools and shadow banks, but should we actually be scared of these things? Now, if you have children listening in today, I should warn you, listening to this episode might make banking appear more dramatic than it actually is. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Babson College. The world needs entrepreneurial leaders, and you can become one at Babson College. Gain the skills to lead, motivate, and inspire through a specialized master's or MBA program with full-time, part-time, and online options. Turn ideas into action with a graduate program that caters to your professional needs and fits your lifestyle. Ranked number one in entrepreneurship by U.S. News and World Report. Apply now at babson.edu slash grad programs. This message comes from Apple Card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase. That's 3% on products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. In economics and in finance, there is a lot of jargon, so it's kind of hard to tell just from hearing a word whether it's truly scary. So we need a guide to help us out. We called up an investment advisor who has to deal with Wall Street every day. My name is Downtown Josh Brown. I am the co-founder and CEO of Ritholtz Wealth Management, based in New York City. So Josh, I wanted to start with this term that I heard on CNBC. I was in the gym one Friday, I was working out, and they were giving all the stock numbers, and then one anchor says, it is triple witching day. They don't explain what it means, they say, triple witching day. Now, when I hear triple witching day, I imagine a boiling cauldron on the floor of the stock exchange, and around it are three shadowy figures. Eye of Newt and Toe of Frog. Wool of Bat and Tongue of Dog. Are we even a little bit close? 
I wish. <laughs> uh, it, your description will be cooler than the actual definition. So the third Friday of March, June, September, and December has this unique thing. Well, not that unique. It happens four times a year where stock options, stock index futures, and stock index options all expire. And we should say options are bets, essentially, and they always have an expiration date. And sometimes, you seem to be saying, they they all fall on the same day. And the day comes and goes, and usually, no spells are cast. Uh, (laughs) Josh, this this is the most boring use of witches I've ever heard in my life. There are no actual witches. It's way less supernatural than you would probably hope for. If I were an investor, though, would it be scary? Would I want to take a vacation on that uh, on that Friday? No. Okay. <laughs> so triple witching day is just like any normal Friday on Wall Street with maybe a bit more paperwork. Not scary. Okay. Uh, my next bit of financial jargon definitely has the spirit of Halloween to it. Waylon? I introduce to you Dark Pools. Whoa, whoa. Okay, let me help you with the read. Dark Pools. Here's what I see. Maybe the Dark Pools in the sub-basement of the Goldman Sachs Tower. I mean below the gym, like way down in the Goldman Sachs dungeon. I see vines on the walls, and you hear just a little drip of water. And it's cold, Whalen. It's so cold. Robert... This is where the vampire squid lurks. Ah! Are we close, Josh? You are. Uh, (laughs) But it's, again, it's slightly less spooky, the reality. Um, A dark pool is a private exchange where somebody running it allows customers to anonymously transact. And it's mostly institutions, large investors. And the purpose of it is to hide some of the specifics about what they're trading and in what size. So it's like the New York Stock Exchange, only just a little more anonymized? The lights are out. The lights are out. That's the dark part. Dark pools, by the way, are perfectly legal, regulated by the SEC, but you can hide your name. It kind of seems like dark pools just have terrible branding. If they would have called this um, a puppy pond... (laughs) You probably would have heard much less about dark pools. So, so Waylon, we are we are striking out here. Uh, so far, we just have the usual dull Wall Street nonsense. Okay, okay, but I got one. People talked a lot about this after the big financial crisis. Shadow banking. Shadow banking. Promising. Okay, here's the movie version that I have in my head. Picture a dim alley. You see a rusted window, and if you give the secret knock, 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 a cursed teller window opens, and a gnarled hand reaches out for a deposit slip. And Josh, this is the deposit slip for your life at the Shadow Bank. (laughs) That's a lot more dramatic than the reality, but shadow banking is a very big risk in real life to the economy. Okay. This is something that started for the right reason. Historically, it hasn't always been easy for everyone to get a traditional loan from a from an actual chartered FDIC-backed standard bank. Shadow banking is um, the issuance of credit by non-traditional players. I'm thinking like 
uh, hedge funds, insurance companies, asset managers, like even payday lenders. They aren't technically banks, but they do bank-like things like borrowing and lending. And this sometimes creates problems because they're not regulated in the same way as the bank on your corner. In 2008, a lot of the mortgage money that created the housing bubble came from shadow banks. Again, a lot of it started with good intentions. Let's fill this gap that traditional banks aren't meeting this need. But then, of course, like all good things, Wall Street does it 10x until it becomes a bad thing. So that's that's the story with shadow banking. I could definitely go as a shadow bank for Halloween, but the kids probably won't run from me. You know, if anything, they might take out easy loans they'll never pay back. I could endanger the whole economy with my costume. <laughs> this next one will definitely be your costume. It's one final piece of finance jargon that is as scary as the name. Zombie company. You know, I have had nightmares about zombie companies. I see accountants come back from the dead. And not just green eye shades, but oozing green eyes. I see their rotting fingers moving over a spreadsheet. No, wait. Dead sheets. They're moving over dead sheets. And they can only utter one word. Gains. Gains. Josh, weigh in on this one. Zombies are companies that can earn just enough money to stay in business, but... They're falling apart in every other way that matters. They might not be paying their rent one month. Maybe they skip wages. They just kind of survive until finally the last creditor that they owe money to pulls the plug and says, you know, this is over. We're putting you into bankruptcy. Well, I just got goosebumps. And, you know, the costume is pretty easy. I put on some pale makeup, some fake oozing sores, and a nice big WeWork t-shirt. <laughs> Although, um, now that you mentioned it, WeWork did just miss some of their interest payments. That's what I'm saying. Pains. Pains. Josh Brown from Ritholtz Wealth Management, thank you so much for being our very own Scary Finance Dictionary. Very cool. Happy Halloween, guys. Thanks for thinking of me. This episode was produced by Julia Ritchie with engineering by Sina Lafredo. It was fact-checked by Sierra Juarez. Our show's editor is Kate Kincannon, and The Indicator is a production of NPR. In this country, some truths aren't self-evident. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of stories as wide-ranging and real as the people who tell them, we celebrate the Black experience for all its soul and richness. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Humana. Your employees are more than your coworkers. They're the heartbeat of your business. That's why Humana offers modern group benefits designed to protect employees and their families with dental, vision, life, and disability coverage. Humana knows every employee and every business is unique. That's why they listen to your needs and build plans with you and your team in mind. That's the power of human care. This message comes from NPR sponsor Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR.